I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today, I have the absolute privilege to introduce you to Dominic Zenden. The story of how we connected is a magical one and one that proves once again how powerful our thoughts are. I listened to to Dominic on Joshua Live, Gary Temple Bodley's podcast, and was mesmerized by Dominic's ability to read a person's aura. He's had this gift his entire life, among others, that we will discuss in this interview. I sent him a picture of my girls, and a day later, I had a full aura profile report of both girls that blew my mind. He didn't know anything about them, and he was spot on with every single thing about their personalities, their interests, and so many more things. His podcast called Twisted and Misunderstood is amazing and one you will want to tune into after you hear how Dominic can look at a photo of a person and tell you their personality traits and so many more things. You know, when you meet someone and you feel like you have been connected before and there is just that familiarity feeling, well, that's how I felt immediately in the beginning of this interview. I know Dominic and I have been connected in previous lives or something because there is just this amazing feeling that I felt and I know he did too. You will understand once you hear us have this magical conversation together. This was my longest interview in the history of Uncover Your Magic. It was even hard to stop recording when we did. I know you will love Dominic as much as I do and will want him to read your aura after you hear the aura profiles of my girls and his authentic approach to his gifts and his knowledge that will touch you like he did me. Before I start this interview, I want to wish you a wonderful 2022. It's a new beginning and I look at it as a very powerful year with the angel numbers of 222. You know how I love angel numbers. When you see the numbers 222, it is a sign of personal growth, expansion, and new opportunities where you will have to make some choices. And when these opportunities present themselves, use your inner wisdom, intuition, and follow the gentle nudges from source. All is well and all is working in your favor. The meaning of 222 has really been my message to you all last year. Say yes to opportunities when they are presented to you. Push past the fear and discover what is waiting for you on the other side. It's always magic. This year, I am still hosting my Raising Confidence course for teens and the Magic Path course for adults and parents. And another addition to this new 2022, 
I'm going to have monthly Zoom calls with the spiritual leaders from my podcast so you are able to ask questions and learn more from these incredible guests I have had on my show. Go to my website. You can see the list of our speakers that we will have this year so far. If you want to get on that list, there's a link there to get on that. Or if you want to get notified when my courses start up again, there is a link there as well. And you can, it's ashleygonner.com. Or you can always email me at ashleygonner at gmail.com and ask me any questions. I would love to hear from you. So let's make this year our best and always look for all the magic moments. There are so many, every single moment. So without further ado, I know this is going to be one of your favorite episodes and you are going to fall in love with Dominic. Enjoy the show. Please welcome Dominic Zenden to the show. Welcome, Dominic. Thank you, Ashley. Very nice to be here and thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, you're so welcome. This is one of the interviews that I probably would say I was very much looking forward to because you have so many different dimensions of your of who you are and so fascinating. And I've had so much fun doing my Dominic deep dive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's kind. I always appreciate anybody that goes into that and has the preparation because it's always brings up lots of questions, doesn't it? When that happens. Yes. I love it. But let me give you a background, everybody, on how this Dominic Zenden came into my life. During Thanksgiving, we were out of town and I had heard Gary's Joshua Live's interview with you, Dominic. And it was so fascinating. I shared it with everybody. And at least five of my friends have had aura readings by you. Have they? That's amazing. I didn't know that. Yes. So they've sent them to me. I've read them. And I thought, oh my gosh, I want to do that. And then, so we go away for the week for Thanksgiving. And I started thinking about you. And I said, I really want him to come on my show. When I get home from Thanksgiving, I'm going (laughs) to contact him do an aura reading like Gary did and have a show like on Uncover Your Magic with Dominic, me explaining how an aura reading works. I go to get on the treadmill at the gym at the hotel and I plugged in Joshua Live just because I needed some inspiration. The first person that asked Joshua a question was about you. I go, oh my gosh, that's a sign, Ashley. Okay. Then I go finish my workout, go back to the hotel room, check my email. And I have an email from Dominic Zenden (laughs) through my website, not a direct email. You contacted me. (laughs) So I was just in in this moment of going, oh my gosh, Ashley, what had just happened? You, what did you create? You, he contacted you. (laughs) Well, that's because thoughts become things. Yes. I'm a big believer that we're all consciously connected. And when we send out thoughts, we actually will receive back that information or that interest or that person because we are all interconnected. We're all on the same vibration. Yes. So some of us vibrate up here and some down here a little bit, but most of us on that middle vibration. And if you were thinking of me, I was probably drawn to look you up and think about you. It's just amazing. I, yeah. That's one of my like manifestation events. It wasn't a, you know, just a manifestation that made me realize, you know, your thoughts 
are are so powerful. And I always say that, but they're so powerful. No, they are. They really are. And and this is the you know understanding that it's not about trying to teach someone something. It's just understanding. It's being authentic with your thoughts. Right. You're authentic with your thoughts. Your thoughts work with you. Remember, you are the sum total. You are the clear cognizance. You know, the clear knowledge. And right. all those areas of thought and knowledge come together and they make things happen mm. because we do it because we're, we're, we're almost like little little robots walking towards the, the area of thought. And that's how it happens. And it's, you know, you're in America, I'm in the UK. It can be all over the world, all over the universe. We can make things happen. And I am a very, very strong advocate for thought and how thought really does benefit everybody. Yes. Okay. So why we are connected and what interests me was first your aura readings and understanding that you can see the color, the auras around people and how it started when you were a very young child. Can you go back so people understand when it started happening, when you saw your grandmother, your mother and all that (laughs) stuff? Yes, of course. You have to remember that as a child, I was, you know, my memory's about from five years old. And I didn't think anything more about seeing colors. I just thought everyone saw colors around everything. So when my mom used to talk to me or shout at me, which is, you know, quite often, I used to see the, the reds and the blacks from the voice and used to sort of throw across the room at me and used to sort of spear their way towards me. And then my grandmother, I always saw her as the green lady because she smoked, constantly smoking. So she was green. The nicotine in the actual aura turned her aura green. It was, you know, one of those things. And I come to understand what it meant as I got older. But when I was younger, it was just everyone had a colour. My hmm. teachers had a colour, my siblings had colours, my parents had colours. Even the football I kicked around the park had a colour as it went through the air. So I didn't ever think of the world as anything different to colours. Huh. So when you started realising there was meaning to the colours, how did you get to that place in your life? This is a really nice place to be because, of course, I was then in my teens. I was getting into that sort of interest area of what do I do for a living? Where do I go? How do I find my way in the world? And it was then that I discovered that not everyone saw colours because as a child, you don't really talk about it too much. As an adult, you start to talk about it. So I always used to look at people and figure them out through the colours. So a lot of the meanings were already ensconced inside of me by the time I was 20. So Mm. I knew what people were by the colours that they showed up because of the experience of meeting other people with the same colours, with the same depth, you know, the personalities. And I got to know about double orange in auras very quickly because, you know, it's it's a change in the personality halfway through that particular lifespan. And and you can see the double orange. So I knew a lot of this before I even started to read photographs. But when I started to look at colour photographs and realised that the auras were in the colour photographs, that's when I started to really put meaning behind the the different colours to figure out basically people's personalities, their their traits, their, their likely paths, their likely personalities, their likely way of being. How they, how they would talk, how they were, how they would fit into a conversation sometimes. And you'd laugh, actually, because 
that was a big part of my life that I sort of put to one side while I was in the I was in the Air Force for a few years, then in the prison service. But while I was actually doing those things, I used the colours to profile prisoners. So uh-huh. I would look at the psychological profiles and figure out who is what, because yeah, you know, I didn't believe what people told me. I just believed what the colours showed me. Right. But when I came out of the prison service and started to work as a psychic and started to write books and started to do TV shows and all the other things that you get chance to do, I then started to read my friends' pictures on their phones because you think the year 2000, most people started having mobile phones. Right. And and we started getting little pictures on them, very small little pictures, but they were still pictures. Mm-hmm. And then they got bigger and bigger. And it was a great thing to do in the pub. We used to sit down, look at the friends' girlfriends or the friends' boyfriends and, and just figure out who they were. And I used to say to my friends, look, no, don't date that lady because, huh. that, that you know, she's not really for you. That's not really the personality for you. And we, it just started from there. And then it grew into writing profiles like you've got for your your daughters. And it just grew from there. And it's grown ever since then. So really, over the last 21 years, it's grown beyond belief. You know, oh, I'm amazing. really, you know, it's so big. It, it's got out of hand sometimes with the amount of profiles I get. But it was that small beginnings of being able to read a photograph, seeing the aura being captured in that photograph, and know that that was a time capsule. Right. And what we were looking at was a little time capsule of a personality. It, so, it, you know, when you're around people, what I was just picking up was, is it hard for you to be in a social situation because you're sitting there looking at everybody's colors and trying to figure out the kind of personality they have? Yeah, it can be. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm very happy to be sociable. I love people. I love being around people in groups of people. I normally find myself center of attention when I go places because I'm getting mobile phones given to me with people's photographic albums on. And they're asking me to look at their husband, their children, their pet hamster. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a social thing, but it never really seems to stop because there seems to be a, a queue for them outside the door. Then more and more people come in. Now I love the social. I love talking to people. I love being able to be around people and I love seeing people understand what's going on. Because I think it's very important to explain what the process is that I use because nobody else does it. So there has to be explanations. It has to be able to be explained clearly. And you don't have to mind being asked the the real tough questions, which I, I love. I think the harder the question, the better it is, because the better the explanation at the end of it. Right. When you contacted me, I said, could we do an aura profile of me? like you did for Gary. And you said, no, I'd already seen your website and I didn't, I wanted to be authentic. Is that, is that why? Absolutely. Um, I already knew a little bit about you. I think that we've got a friend called Jackie who we have in common and she told me a little bit about you as a person. And there was, it'd be no point me writing your profile right? because I wouldn't be looking at it from a, a totally neutral point of view. I I always say this to people when I first meet them. If I know about you, I want you to send me someone I don't know about. Right. So I can actually write the profiles. And we did that, didn't we? Yes, we did. And so I sent, so at the beginning, I thought, you know, I've always, I thought before we connected, 
and I knew learned about you, I thought, gosh, could you imagine getting an aura read from your when your ba- child's a baby, and you kind of yes. can start, you know, like leaning in those little areas of knowing their what their passions are because yeah. of what you see in their aura. Yes. And then I thought, gosh, for my daughters, like that would be just an amazing gift to know, you know, that they are living their passion, doing what they're doing, and yes. what's where they're lead, leading toward. And after I want to go through it. I won't spend a lot of time on it because I know that there's more things that we want to talk about, but I do want to talk about to people understand. So I sent Dominic a picture of both Paige and Presley. They were both in the same photograph and it was really recent. Like we were, it was when we were gone and over Thanksgiving. So right when I contacted him, I think I was still there when I sent that to you. Really? And yes. And so Paige is the one in the yellow. So when I get, when he finishes the aura reading, he sends his interpretation of what he saw in the photograph that I um, emailed him. So with Paige, she was dressed in yellow, yellow. Her aura colors were, um, her outer aura was honey orange. Her middle aura was amber straw, straw gold, rosate pink, ivory white, and her inner aura was mint green and turquoise. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've got that. Okay. So what he says to this, uh, this first part is the first impressions. Every day in every way, I am becoming a little bit better in everything that I am. This is a young lady that works so hard on the inside to please. Nailed it. Her warm personality, <laughs> ever willing attitude is only surpassed by her competitive nature. Nailed it. Okay. This lady wants to win and will push herself hard to achieve results. Nailed it. Okay, okay. The cycle she is currently in is one of competing builds confidence. Nailed it. Performance, dance, music, speaking are all indicated and spiritual. Okay, let's go there. So your first okay. impression, explain to me and to all of my listeners, you're looking at her picture and yes. that's what you're reading from. Absolutely. And remember, I had I, your daughter's names are Paige and Presley. Presley, yes. Presley. So I didn't know their names. I just knew them as the, the girl in yellow and the girl in pink. Right. So, And they're on the same photograph. So yes. their auras slightly overlapped a little bit as well. So that's something, which again, we needed to speak about, but I just thought it'd be important just to do the profiles. The first thing I'm looking for is the first impressions from the balance of the aura. And you're looking at the combination of colours. So, for instance, with the first lady, the first daughter, the, the honey orange, it was so important to see the almost transparent outer aura because that actually shows her personality, the willingness to please. It's, it's like a nurturer. It's like a mother. It's, it's, a, it's the figure that she wants to please everybody. But, boy, does she have a strong personality underneath that. Yes. And her will to win, she will be a, a highly successful girl because what she has is, is a communication skill, which is really good, because that's the blue in the middle aura that we would have written about. And also the way that she actually st- takes everything in, which would be the ivory white. In, in the in the bottom aura. So she had all those combinations of things before I'd even looked at in detail at the photograph, I could see how how driven she was as, as a person. Yes. And that will never change, Ashley. Okay. That, that drive will stay there. The other 
colours will alter and probably change around her a touch as she grows older and becomes a little bit more wiser, maybe a little bit more informed, a bit more knowledgeable. But her drive is a personality hmm. and that will always stay with her. And hmm. she'll always want to excel at everything she does. Everything, everything. Dominic. Every single well. thing. Yes, I know. It is so amazing. It is so, when I, we were at a pageant and they competed in pageants. And when I sent you that okay. picture, that's what we were competing for. Okay. And she just has this will. She's just going to, she's going to do her best and everything. And she competes in all the competitions and the, you know, the talent, the singing, and you, you hit that. And she does the spokes model and she speaks and she has a, pl- a platform that's spiritual about affirmations okay. and all that. And yes. just your first impression. Yeah, that's my first impression. And I build the profile around yes. that first impression. If you, I break it down into different sections along the profile. Yes. So I'll break down the colors. I'll, I'll write a little piece about the, the honey orange. Yes. And then I'll write about the, the middle aura, the amber, the straw gold. And, and I'll just put a little passage of each of the qualities and why the first impression is there. Right. That's, that's very important because I don't like to say anything that I can't justify. Okay. Because we're all individual. We each have our own individual characters that are in our auras. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great way of being able to figure out a person as you get to know them because you can look at their aura and you can work out their strengths, their weaknesses. And I'm sure with your daughter, we could actually figure out all her strengths fairly quickly because they're on show. I'm sure you must facilitate that. You must give her the opportunity to do those things because she's well-practiced. You know, she's a very, very smart young lady. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't just say that. She has to be that way. And she's got that ability to believe once her confidence is built up, you build her confidence up. I've got no doubt about that. Hmm. But once her confidence is built, she will excel. And oh. that's where she's going. And that's why oh. the profile was written in such a way. Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I, so when you go into the each, when you just, when you're like showing the rest of the aura, I just want everyone to understand. So he goes into the outer aura. There's three yeah. auras, the outer. It's three layers. Three layers. Three layers. You've got the outer aura, which is the the orange or the double orange, as we talked about. Right. You've then got the middle aura, which is the emotions and how people are with communications. And normally those colors stay in the middle aura. And the inner aura is about fitness, well-being, food, body, injuries. You know, I work with a lot of sportsmen and women. Those sort of injuries show up in the inner aura. So is a decipher, you know, everyone's got those three layers. It's just that some come closer, some go further out. But, you know, everyone varies on those different layers, but they've all got them. Okay, so I want to go through this because it's so, uh, (laughs) so exact. So when we talk about Paige's outer aura, it's honey orange. Such kindness, he says. This is a lady who cares about everyone and everything. Although she appears to be strong, this is a person who has moments of concern. She would worry about every aspect of life. This is her transparent nature. Any concerns would be easy to read. As her confidence builds, I can see her turning into a friend of the world. Every person she comes across will sense her warmth and genuineness. Honey orange people are charismatic, determined, but gentle. A fabulous combination. So now her middle aura. 
if this is what is just, I mean, every time I read this, the, the girls, by the way, when I read them that morning, their yeah. jaws were just on the floor. They're really? saying, mom, how does he know that? So then I we like go to, that. yes. I like, I'll give you a quick, um, I love sending out the profiles. It's like me sending my children to school for the first time. Because because <laughs> people, when they come back, their reactions are, wow. And yes. people will say, spot on, or I'm amazed how you know that. And it's, it gets to a very simple routine, but I love the reactions. Oh, I bet. It's, it's, it's like I'm spending two, three hours writing a profile just to get the reaction from somebody. Who says, oh, I bet. Uh, you know, it's such a nice thing. And it's so nice, you know, for instance, for your daughters, that they can see how somebody else would see them. Mm-hmm. Because they, they don't get that. They, they no. wouldn't get that. They wouldn't get it from anybody. Nobody would tell them this stuff. No, they would think think that, you know, that was just them. That was just their personality. So it's very rare. I think it's really empowering to be able to tell, especially a younger person, these are your qualities. Yes. And that's a, there's a reason that you're drawn to that, right? Like that's yes. Yeah. Yes. So nice to highlight that. Yes. Oh my gosh, Dominic. Okay. So Amber means, so music performance, <laughs> that's all she is, is music and performance, loyalty, yeah, big loyalty, <laughs> imagination. Amber is the development of a person who is growing and learning as the person evolves, the color becomes deeper and nearer to gold. This lady has so much potential. She is only just tapping into her very first layer. Note of caution can get hurt easily when it comes to emotions because Amber indicates caring and empathy doesn't mean everyone thinks or acts the same. Oh my Absolutely. Gosh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly how I wrote it. That's exactly how I felt when I was writing it. Um, my gift is being able to put those colors into words. Yeah. Yeah. I love doing that. I love, I love the writing of it. I love the, the being able to use words and be able to fit the right words into the right sentence. And I personally think that's a channel. That's a, it's like using a, a consciousness or a stream of consciousness. And I'm sure that I'm helped writing these, these reports, these profiles, because they stream through the right words always seem to land on the paper. And I like, and I very rarely, you might be, I give them to my wife to read through, but I very rarely read them back myself until until afterwards, because I'm on to the next one and then I'm on to the next one. So, you know, I clear down, back in and then write again. And I I think it's nice to be able to use the expressive words, but some words I wouldn't have even thought about sometimes that come through. So that's what I, yeah, I was going to ask you if that is, if you do channel the the writings, but when you look at, did you have to go back and read, do uh, research on what the auras colors mean, or you just are channeling? That's what the meaning is. I know the meanings off by heart. Okay. If I when I see the colors, the colors will touch sometimes, and they will mix. They will they will form as in your other daughter's reading, and what you'll see is you'll see a combination of colors. But I know what the colors are. I know the meanings off by heart. You know, I've written over a thousand reports for people over the years. So, and done lots of verbal readings. So I know what they are. So it's just a case of being able to get it down on paper fast enough. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Because once it's there, it has to come out, but it comes out quite quick. Mm-hmm. So I have to write that bit, then look again, and then write the next bit, and then look again, and then write the next bit. Every bit is almost linked to the last bit. 
but right. it has to be in a way that the colours are forming around that aura. That's why a photograph is such a wonderful reference point for me, because it doesn't change. It stays exactly where it is. Whereas when I look at you, your aura changes. It alters, huh. it moves around, and, and you know, it's sort of, it's, it's current, it's fluidic. But when I look at a photograph, it's caught, cool, it, it's captured. Okay, so I got have it. a really, really nice reference. So when you are looking at me, you, do you see my auras? Oh, yes. I can, I can see how, you know, hassled you are, <laughs> how, how calm. You, you've obviously used some breathing techniques and the way that you come down into where you are right now. And you can see all that. You huh. can see how much, you know, you're very studious. You're very organized within yourself. But then there's other times where you're not. So right. you're very much a contrasting character. You don't have one particular way of doing everything. You go by how you feel at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you're not setting stone at all. And and you can see that through what I would point out is the yellows and the turquoise and a little bit of blue around the outside of your shoulder. But your personality is very, very strong, very mm-hmm. strong-minded. And that's probably got you through life, the fact that you're very determined. Yes. Oh, oh I love that. Gosh. Okay. Let me just, let me go through it. So people understand what the rest of this reading is. So we went to the straw gold, right? That's where we're going. The straw gold. And that is still in her outer aura. No, that's in her middle aura. This is in her middle aura. Okay. Yes. Yeah. In her middle aura, beautiful, unconditional love for all. Straw gold is a higher vibrational level that understands compassion, love, and caring. Very easy to see the good in everything. Music. Very likely to get much pleasure from music, song, and instruments. Clearly an air vibrational ability. Would resonate to the sound of many wind instruments. Absolutely. The, the, the gold is a lovely vibration to see, especially the straw gold, because it will deepen, it will darken as she gets older. But it often means that her vibration is quite high and vibration on a higher level actually accounts to singing voice mm-hmm. and musical voice, as well as akin to being able to pick up musical notes. The musical notes are a bit higher on the spectrum than what the actual speaking notes are. So when you see the gold around somebody, you know that they're either a performer, they're somebody that either likes to perform, or they have a real affinity to music and to being able to demonstrate that. So there's no holding back. There's there's an ability that's there that's presented, but also able to be shown. There's mm. no resident about her what she will do. She will just show it and, and enjoy showing it. She'll like the acclaim. Yes. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> um, okay. Now we go to rosette, rosette pink. Yep. A rosy glowing pink. Just beautiful. This is such a gorgeous color to see in large cotton candy clouds of pink. These clouds cover the upper body and the lower left-hand side of the face. Primarily indicates learning and growing. This is a lady that pushes herself past her own limits. Note of caution. Could be fragile when it comes to achievement. What I loved about this is the inner growth that is showing. No doubt in my mind, this lady has overcome moments of anxiety. 
visualization, vision boards, and affirmations will be a tremendous guide and aid to her achieving her goals. Yeah, absolutely. That's the sort of person that vibrates on visualization. I would always recommend vision boards or, you know, some people call them dream boards. Yeah, we call them dream boards. Yeah. 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 Just so they've got those pictures to visualize and to actually be able to manifest in their thoughts. And sometimes just to have that little bit of extra help visualization wise is really good. And your daughter's one of those ladies that would need that little bit of help to visualize outside of where she was in the moment. So if she had a difficult day, then we get her some really nice visual you know, impact um, pictures so she can see that. And that will just lift her vibration so she can see why she was having a tough time. Yes. You know, we, um, we, so I have a course called raising confidence for teens and we do in one of my weeks, I teach them how to do dream boards and we've, we've done dream boards for till they could cut a piece of magazine and glue stick. So I have (laughs) loads of these dream boards sitting behind me from years and years and years of us doing them together. You've already done this stuff with them. Oh yes. We've done them. We we could decorate their whole walls with their dream boards from their past. Uh, and when they this. are wanting to get something like win a, win a pageant or when she's on the crew team, you know, all the things she has, those, she cuts out pictures and puts some more on her, on her board. So um, we're very um, much that kind of a family. Uh, I'm preaching to the converted. It's, it's something that was very obvious within your daughter's aura. Huh. That's what she would benefit from. You've already shown her this, which is a huge, she'll stay with that all her life. Yes. That'll always be a visual impact. And I would actually say to her, pick up that visualization much more. Okay. Because that, that will be the direction that she'll be able to see, focus on, and become much more focused as she goes further forward, if that's possible. Because right? she's a very focused girl. <laughs> she right is now. very focused. Yes. Oh my gosh, it just gets better. Okay. This next one is Ivory White. Pure love, pure potential. Ivory white indicates a willingness to learn, a blank sheet of paper ready to be written on, a ball of clay waiting to be molded into a beautiful flower. Anything is possible. Ivory white people become performers, ambassadors, and providers of knowledge. The combinations of colors do indicate determination. The main issue will be deciding on which direction to take as so many pathways are open. The enjoyment of performance would be a pull, but ultimately facilitation. Okay. That's all she loves to do is perform. Dominic. (laughs) It's a great part of her personality, but she'll find that teaching will be a part of that personality as she grows older. So performance now, because Mm -hmm. that's where she enjoys and she gets pleasure from but teaching and facilitating will grow from that and she'll become a really good teacher. Yeah. Well, she practices teaching with her sister right now. (laughs) She loves to teach coach or whatever she calls it. Um, Yes. Loves to teach. I see that when you said that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, It's a part of her. It's like the fingerprint. It's a part of her personality. You won't change it. You'll just be able to grow it and and actually allow her to see where her potential lays. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so now inner aura. We're going into the inner aura now. Mint green. This indicates a good metabolism. Shoulders and hips seem to be worked regularly. I need to stop there for a second. You have no idea what this girl does. You have no idea anything. She is on the crew team and she does works her shoulders and her hips in the boat, the crew, the rowing. 
Oh, she's a rower. That, yes. makes, a lot, that makes sense. She does but, it too much. Yes. when you, She does it six days a week. And I see that and I said to Paige, I go, Paige, she even saw your shoulders and your hips. Like, how does that happen? That's the easiest bit for me because they got green signatures around because she's using those muscles all the time. Mm -hmm. They stand out. You know, for me, it's just like, hang on. I didn't know why she had such green hips and shoulders, but they were there. And I thought, this is a lady that doesn't give them a chance to recuperate. No. She just gets them. She works through the pain barriers. Yes. And and that, you know, she's got to be aware of that. Right. And it's something that she may have to work out or be coached about recovery. Because I, I work with sportsmen and women, and I see this a lot with sportsmen, that they do too much. And they do their favorite exercise, but they don't balance it. Okay. So So parts of their body get very overworked. And so it could be good to actually balance that with other exercises. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that that is something you would consider within, yes. within the way that she does that. So it's, it's something that she must be aware of. I would yeah. actually say to you, be, be careful of that. Okay. Yeah, that was amazing. So then the rest says, must give the muscles time to relax and regenerate in between <laughs> exercises. <it. laughs> Though the body has a fast recovery rate, it is important to rest and recover. Often the will to succeed or compete can be so overwhelming that signs are missed or recovery periods shortened. And that is her. She is so competitive. She has her eye on the tiger, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I love the competitive nature. But if she does this consistently for the next two, three, four years, she might find it harder to recover. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So she's, know. you know, I mean, when you're young and I'm sure, I don't know how old Paige is, but when, when you're young, you just don't think of recovery. Right. She's when you 15, get to our yeah. age, Ashley, you do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole different, whole different ball game. <laughs> okay. Is. Then we'll go to turquoise in, in her inner aura can indicate an awareness of food and nutrition. At the time of this photograph, the body is running low on calories. Hydration is good. I yeah. mean, even that, it was like we were at a, you know, 10 days at this hotel, barely eating, running back and forth. Paige goes, mom, he's so, how does he know that? But you can <laughs> see her body is dehydrated. Yes, you can, you can see, well, you can see that the hydration looked okay, but it wasn't, you know, it was just okay, but she doesn't eat. Mm-hmm. She very rarely has very much to eat at all. And the metabolism shows that if there's not too much food in the system, it will show it. It will be a lot more lighter green. And the mint green that we actually pointed out indicates it's, it's running on, on fumes. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So she doesn't, she needs to look at her nutritional balance within her life. You know, I mean, it doesn't affect her right today right. because she doesn't notice it. She's too focused on things. But as she gets older, that will be a part of her life. She has to look at her nutritional balance. Okay. So it's important. Yeah. yeah that Hydration. Was I think she probably walks around with a water bottle, sipping yes. water all day long. That's what I would have reckoned. And, and that's fine. And she likes water, which is also an important factor. Yes, 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 yes. And then the conclusion. And it says, I want to end where I started with a positive affirmation. Beauty comes from having beautiful thoughts. This is so appropriate. This lady is evolving into a beautiful person. The colors indicate a caring, thoughtful, kind person. Her direction in life is open. It seems that she could do anything she turned her hands on. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a very honest appraisal because she's a very straightforward lady to look at and to read. Yes. Because everything that she does is transparent. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've come across people that try and disguise some of the things they're doing when they know they're going to have a photograph taken. And I liked the one of your daughters because there was no disguise. I don't okay. think they really realised what was going on there, actually, did they? Before it was actually taken. No. Said this, this picture was taken and they were just going about their normal day-to-day life and they're the best auras to actually read. The people that you sneak up on, take the picture right. and send it to me. I, I get the best results from, yeah. Oh, so neat. So let's, in the last 20 minutes or so of this amazing interview that I've enjoyed thoroughly, I want to okay. go into more deeper Dominic. Okay. So when, when I listen to your podcast, oh gosh, what is the name of it? I just had it Twisted written down. And misunderstood. Twisted and misunderstood. I've been singing <laughs> yes. that song too, by the way, because it's like whatever oh, the, yes. the song. Twisted and misunderstood <laughs> with your wife, your sweet wife that is with you on that, Allison. And yep. just to, I mean, angels, I want to talk about time. I yep. want to talk about, you know, your senses. Yes. So, I mean, that's kind of where, what's, I mean, you've written books. You just have a new book out. The book, I mean, I just, there's so much about you. Yeah. On I, top of this aura reading. I love what I do. Um, it's been my life. You can, you can imagine as a child being able to have voices in your mind, be able to channel, be able to see things that other people couldn't see. It's given me a fascination for everything. You know, I was buying secondhand alien ufo books when i was five from secondhand bookshops just to read i wasn't reading comics i was reading books about ufos and the the theories behind alien life throughout the universe and that was at a young age so i've always been fascinated i've had a lot of years to get fascinated about a lot of subjects and be very interested in all the areas especially things like thought energetic thought authenticity, all the things that we are as people, what we are as a soul. Mm -hmm. I I personally believe that we have this real strong body, but we also have this intelligent plasma, which is our soul. And that intelligent plasma can become a collective and it can go and join other intelligent plasmas. I've just been talking about that recently on my podcasts. Mm -hmm. There's, There's so much about the energy that we are that we don't understand that as soon as we do start to understand, we will start to become much more connected. And that goes back to the beginning when we first started talking, where if we've got the same thoughts, if we come on the same level, why wouldn't we be able to exchange our intelligence? Right. There's so much more, isn't there? Because can you imagine it? I wouldn't need to talk to you about who I am if I could just swap energy with you. Mm-hmm. or join energies with you. Spock on Star Trek did the mind meld, didn't he? Right. <laughs> you, you, why would we not be able to exchange our energy if it's detachable? You know, uh, I want you to explain the way you talk about time because you talk about it in so many different, you talk about it in a, like a circle. Yes, I do. Yeah, time is another thing that, okay, the, the basic way that I think about time is it doesn't exist. Right. Okay, it's, yeah, I mean, we look at it as human beings as a linear line. We look at it, we start when we're born and we end when we, when we pass the spirit. 
I don't see that. I see it as a circle that we can actually come in at any point that we want to come in at. So, so all our past lives, all our future lives, everything is all happening at once. So the only reason we have time is because we are using it to order our human existence. You know, I personally don't think that's necessary throughout the universe. So when we actually live a human life in a mortal body, we need to work our life by the clock because otherwise it'd be chaos. But <laughs> when we don't have time, it frees us to do whatever we want to do in an eternal way of doing it. So why would time be a factor in our eternity? It, it wouldn't. It would just be a revolving area where we could go and choose to be whatever we wanted to be, wherever we wanted to be it. But when you talk about you know your past, you can go back to your past and change the direction that you went if you made a mistake and you want to do something different sure you don't go back you don't go forward it's all happening at once right so you can you can choose to be in that if you want to be if your thoughts are aligned to that you can be back where you were so if you take out the time concepts because we talk about time too much in past present and future forget about the past and the present and the future just have the present And with that present, keep your thoughts very much about where you are, what you want to achieve in that moment where you are. And that can take you wherever you want to be. As a past life regressive therapist, I can take you back if you want to go, but you're still in that life. We're just accessing it because we're accessing the soul energy of that lifetime. Mm -hmm. If you want to go forward in our own way of thinking, we we can access the forward. And we've done this. We've taken people forward in their current life state to see where outcomes come in their life. So they're making a big decision and taking them into that decision to see what the outcome is at the end of that particular choice. So I think that everything is happening at once. And our soul, that intelligent plasma, is the actual holder of everything that we've ever done, everything we're ever going to do. Everything that's ever been is in our soul. So it's just that little bit of spark of energy that we need to be able to understand, to understand our concepts as deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. It's it's not enough just to be in the moment. You're in every moment. Right. Okay. When you talk about like deja vu or dreams and that kind of stuff, you know, because my girls will say, mom, we'll get up and talk about our dreams. And now because I've really raised my level of understanding lucid dreams and you know all you know sleeping and there is somewhere you're going when you have these dreams that is happening and I just loved how Allison explained it in one of your podcasts was you're not talking it's like you're this energy and you're the all the senses absolutely yeah your senses your five senses are alive which opens up your sixth sense and that's the bit that people find hard to believe because in in our life we have 12 hours of wake 12 hours of sleep but in the 12 hours of sleep it releases the soul from the body and that soul can still interact it doesn't have to have the eyes and the ears and the taste and the fingers and the touch it can just interact So you don't need to be anything other than that energy. That's how we have out-of-body experiences. That's how we do astral travel. It's the projection of thought through the soul. And that's the bit that if we can start to understand that, then we can start to understand our potential and how much we can actually benefit from having two lives. We can have the mortal life, 
then we have our sleeping life, which is amazing. You double your actual experiences. Right. What do you dream? What is your experience when you sleep? I love to actually pre-program my dreams and actually share dreams. In fact, I would like people, if they want to, to come on and have a a joint dream. You know, we can have a a shared dream so we can agree to meet somewhere, anywhere in the world, and go and experience something together. I like to do that. I like to actually program to go across the universe and go and see different planets, different cultures, different alien civilizations. And I like to be able to go in there and interact on those levels, because if we can channel, which I know we do, and that channel comes from anywhere across this whole wide cosmos, then why can't we channel during sleep? Mm-hmm. And we can just go off and talk to anything or anybody that is actually there. And we can have these amazing connections into alien life that is really life. It's not right. alien. It's all life altogether. And, and that can be an amazing experience when you go off on your journey and your procession. And hopefully what I've tried to do over my last sort of 20 years is pick up dreams where I leave off. Ah. So I don't want a dream one night. I want it a saga. I want to be able to go in and then wake up and go back in the same place and start and keep going. So it becomes more more joined rather than lots of little fragmented dreams. I like to have one long dream. I try and do that as much as I possibly can. And so you're setting an intention before you go to bed? Are you writing down what you want to do? Yeah. Yeah, intent is very important. So what you're doing is you're saying to yourself and your thoughts, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be active with. This is what I want to go and experience this time. Or I want to pick up from this location from that location, from this conversation, from that particular segment. I think that if we have that intent to do that, we can do it. But we have to be able to be intentful. Right. There's no point in going there going, I hope I have it. It's, right. I'm going to have this. You know, this is going to happen for me. It's going to work in my favor. I'm going to go and experience this. And actually, I think this is where new knowledge comes from. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot about new knowledge. If you listen to my podcasts. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, you'll understand new knowledge because we get stuck in that very well-trodden path of old knowledge. Mm-hmm. It just stays there. We, we tend to, you know, we haven't come out of the, the old knowledge from the, the 1900s where people used to have seances and all those things. People still do that right now, today in the 21st century. And it's crazy that we do that. So the new knowledge has to be what overtakes some of this old thinking of where other people have been previously. Right. Do you think this whole 2020 is part of that, where we're going? Is that a reason oh, for that? There's, there's so much, what's happening now is really lovely because people are connecting. People are mm-hmm. coming together across the world. I'm sure you talk to people in many different continents. I do. Mm-hmm. And we're meeting. So those people are coming together and it's much more aware now of that actually happening. So we can share. We've got forms of communication we never had. And now we're starting to be able to be accountable for the knowledge. Whereas at one point it'd be written in the book and someone would claim it as the truth when it was only their truth. Whereas I say, we've all got our each individual truths, but share those truths and let's find a consensus. Let's find a way of being able to talk and find because everything that starts, starts with being able to communicate. 
And as soon as we start communicating and sharing ideas and sharing thoughts and concepts, then other people start doing the same and it gets that ball rolling. And we then change, don't we, from some of the older ideas that were almost accepted without even argument to now, okay, this is a a far bigger cosmos. There are, now we're discovering planets. We're discovering that the universe is majorly huge beyond our own imagination and that the life forms across the universe are going to be countless. So we're coming into a new age of understanding, but that new age has to have new understandings with it. Right. When you talk about angels and aliens, like, you know, like what's the difference, right? There is no difference. If, if it's not born on Earth, it's an angel. It's an alien, isn't it? So right. an angels, by the very nature, aren't born of Earth. Right. And people say, because I talk about angels and aliens quite a lot. Right. I try to get it across where I'm saying to people, I don't want to shock people. I just want to make them think. And when we start talking about, okay, do aliens exist? Well, okay, do they exist? Well, do angels exist? Do you believe in angels? Well, yes, I believe in angels. Well, if you believe in angels, then you've got to really think about them as being alien. So straight away, you're believing in a sentient, intelligent form of life that is not terrestrial. Right. By the very nature, you're believing in extraterrestrials. Right. Yeah, It's, it's a very simple concept. In one episode, you were talking about how I could be an angel and dif- right now in a different dimension. Absolutely. My soul. Absolutely. Your, your soul is very capable of being everything and anything. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that you have conversations or you get pulled towards certain figurations of understandings because those things are all about what you've experienced. And they're just coming out back through you. Right. So you've experienced this all. I mean, your curiosity is being sparked by the fact that you know, and you're just trying to relearn some of the stuff in this lifetime that you've obviously already accepted in previous lifetimes or future lifetimes. Yes. You know, I had a past life regression with Isabel Zimmerman. Are you familiar with Isabel? Oh, Isabel. Yeah, she's the lady that wants us all to be teachers. Yes. And go and, go and join up with the, the collective. Yes. Isabel, I'm up for that. I love yes. to be a teacher. Yes. I, um, well, yeah. she said to me, yes, Ashley, you're, you're, I was, we were pulled together. Like, I feel like I'm getting, connecting with all these people that are wanting to be the teachers. And I said, yes. But when I went to my past life experience with her, I never had done that before. And I start now I get what you're just telling me. I get it. I was teaching in like the last five lives that I went to. I was, I really had a passion about helping kids and teaching and there had lines out the doors of this one class. And then I went to the school and I was always part of like had big families with all these children teaching, but what was interesting and how I understand energy and how, when we do pass away, our soul recognizes the energy. So I knew Paige was with me on one of my lives when we were going, it was like Atlantis. And I was telling Isabel, like I could see the buildings. And I said, I know Paige is with me. And it was just so cool to feel, I felt her energy. That's an amazing thought, isn't it? Because what you're basically doing is saying, I feel what you see, Dominic. Mm -hmm. I sense it. And that's how it starts when you read auras. For you, you're sensing. And the next one is to split the light. 
So the fact that you knew Paige was with you, the fact that you're, you know, very much part of Atlantis and the different structures of life that were at that particular point in time means that you've got an understanding of energy transference. Hmm. And once we accept that the energy is there because we can sense it and feel it, then the next stage is to learn how to interpret it. Right. So you're now coming to the stage where you're going to want to learn how to interpret it because it's going to help you with your teachings, with your caring, with your way of facilitating children and, and all the other things that you're interested in. Plus, it's going to be really interesting to learn how to actually understand that energy vibrates and that vibration has a color signature. And from that color signature, you can actually put meaning. Yes. So you can see how your step from something that Isabella's done through mm-hmm. Atlantis into something that I'm doing is no coincidence. No. It's just that way of sort of stepping it up another step and having another look at something that comes from that. Right. When I was in her session at the end, she asked me if I want to come back and have another session. And I said, yes. And then she said, think of a symbol that, cause I would, I will use the symbol that so we can get you right back into this hypnotic state. Yes. So okay. I said, I said a green clover, Dominic. Uh, <laughs> I don't know okay. where it came from. Okay. okay. I'll, no, wait, message. just let me tell you, hold on a second. So okay, I say a green clover and, Do- and Isabel says, okay, we talked about a green clover. So she looks down at her table and she pulls up a rock like this and it had okay. a green clover on it. Fantastic. What is the meaning of that? It's thought transference. You're picking up her thoughts, aren't you? Yeah. You're actually, you're there with her in her mind, in her thoughts. And that's what we're saying. We're exchanging that energy, those thought energies. So there's nothing strange about that. It's very natural. We might think it's a little bit sort of um, freaky or a little bit weird, but I think we exchange that consciousness. And that's how you would know where she was and what she was looking at. And mm-hmm. that's why that came to your mind. And I think mm-hmm. that that's, that's not a coincidence. That's you picking up that thought transference. Yes. I, I would say as well, I wouldn't use objects. I'd use smells and scents okay. to put you into meditations because they are fantastic at being able to recall anything. I use a visualization meditation that I use eucalyptus. Yes. And I use the visualization and I use eucalyptus. And that transfers me straight into the meditation without even a single moment, Hmm. just the smell. And if you think back to when you were a child, I'm sure that your mother did cooking or your father cut the grass. And whenever you smell certain smells, it transfers you straight back into that state of mind. Mm -hmm. So, So use smells, use scents, and they will take you back a lot quicker than objects or colors. Yes. What was the, when you get into water bath and you put orange, an orange drop? Oh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's a really useful tip because the aura has what I look at as lots of stickies all over it. Um, If you're around people that have negative energy or if you're on public transport or you're with people, you will pick up their energy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Especially yourself, even your girls as well. They'll pick up the energy. So when you get into a, have a nice warm bath, and put a couple of drops of orange oil, you just the, the essence of orange into the bath water. And what it does, it actually cleanses the outside of the aura. So any energy that's actually you know close to you, that's stuck on from other people, it will just take it off. It will allow you to actually feel a lot lighter within your soul. 
and within your whole body. And it's so much nicer because all the energy, what you have to understand with the aura is that the aura on the outside, the orange seal, if you like the hard shell of the aura, that can have little gaps in or little leaks in. And so energy from the middle aura and from the inner aura can come out. You bathe, you put your whole self in the bath, use the orange oil, and it will seal these little gaps in your aura so your energy doesn't leak out. And people uh-huh. miss that. People tend to shower these days. They tend to, you know, very quick, you know, you know, bathing's become a thing of, you know, what people do if they've got leisure time, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not something we do every day because, hang on, I've only got five minutes, so I'm going to have a quick shower. But get in the bath at least once a week with some orange drops and you'll find it so much, yeah, your, your energy will be so much greater because it'll hold the energy in for you. When you say you see people that are smokers, drug, you know, do drugs or drink, they have cracks, they have holes in their outer aura. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some quite um, difficult auras over the years with people. Um, the, The thing that you have to understand is that everything that we are connects to something. So the air that we breathe. So if we live in New York City, the air that we breathe is going to be different to what if we live on the Californian coast. It's a totally different energy signature with people. So I'm always very keen to share with people what you take into your body really does show out in your aura. And mm. I've looked at sportsmen that use steroids to get strong muscle tone, and it just takes away all the all the structure around the aura and the inside, and it's not nice. And if mm. people could see what they were doing, I don't right. think they would do it so much. You know, they wouldn't eat meat. They certainly oh, yeah. wouldn't drink. They wouldn't drink alcohol. Right. You know, they, they certainly wouldn't smoke and and drugs and anything that takes away your own senses. They wouldn't want to do that because they would see what it was like. But because they go around with this, you know, this sort of sack over their heads and don't really look at energy, they don't really care because they can't see it. Right. So they have no real understanding what they're doing. So what about why meat? Meat is um, when you digest the, the flesh of an animal. What you're doing is you're taking in all the anxiety and all the all the difficulty and all the fear that animal would have had during its lifetime. And it just brings the aura right down. It really puts a heavy, very dark, very difficult signature on it. I don't think we're meant to eat meat. I think we're meant to be vegetarian, you know, at, at worst. I think we're meant to be vegetarian and vegan, definitely, more than anything, because it affects the body. When we talk about heaviness, the energy becomes very weighed down. Mm-hmm. So what it is, is, you know, when you wake up in the morning, it's a struggle to get out of bed. Yeah, you know that sort of feeling? That's what happens when your body is trying to digest this really heavy protein. Whereas if you're very light on your protein and you tend to eat plant-based um, food, your, your energy is a lot lighter. It's a lot easier to digest and your body becomes a lot easier to motivate. So the energy levels go through the roof and it's mm. much nicer. Oh, oh, I love that. That is so fascinating to me because when you say people have a brown bag over their head, <laughs> you know, they don't, they're, and I can walk or I can go to the grocery store and I almost, I, I have that where I could read, I could see, I can see their, not that I'm seeing their auras, but I can really pick up on this energy now because yes. I've been, I have such an awareness of that. Yes. Do you, do you not see them? They sort of sleepwalk down the aisles. Yes. And they sort of putting in the things into their baskets or their trolleys almost unconsciously. Right. Almost like they've been dragged into putting that, you know, that item into their trolley. And they know that they shouldn't, 
but they just can't help it. Oh, let's have another bag of sugar. Let's have another, you know, joint of meat. You know, let's put it all in. And they get into this sort of habit. And it is, I, I look at them like they're sleepwalking down the aisles. Mm-hmm. That's why they can't be bothered with anyone. They're always so angry when you get in their way because they just want to be determined to get to that next point. Totally. Yeah, grabbing another bar of chocolate or a, or something <laughs> else that's bad for them. Right. So you're completely vegan. You you I don't am. eat. Yeah, we, we've been that way for, for as long as I can remember now. I don't, I don't eat meat, don't smoke, don't have alcohol with anything. Um, just purely live a really, you know, really full life, but have it without the artificial additives or the, uh, the need for any of that stuff. And you exercise, you're all that. Yep. I love doing weights. My exercise, I used to be a sportsman. I used to play hockey, which is, you know, hockey. Right. Uh, football. I used to box when I was in the Air Force. I used to play football. But now I've got a bit older. I have my weight bench. And I put my weight bench outside my back door. And you, we're in England and it gets cold in the winter. But what it's lovely doing is you are forced to lay on your back and look at the sky. Ah. And so every morning, it doesn't matter what the weather is, whether it's snowing or whether it's really nice, I'm out there and I'm looking at the sky ah. while I'm doing my exercise. Yeah, and, it's, and it just allows your metabolism to really work with you. But it also allows you to feel those endorphins that you would have got if you were doing the running, the mm-hmm. things that you would have done when you were in your 40s. You don't often do in your 60s. It's, it's a lot, lot different. When you look up in the sky, knowing yeah. what you know, do you just know that there's so much more than anybody knows? Oh, I love looking at the sky because it changes all the time and there's always something happening. I, I was laying on my, you know, doing my weights the other morning. A flock of geese flew over. They're, they're flying south for the for the winter. We live right on the Norfolk Broads, which is a, a national water park here in England. And all these wild birds fly over. And today I was, you know, doing my weights and the clouds, you know, although there wasn't a puff of wind down where I was, the clouds were flying past really fast. So it's just, it's a lovely experience. It really kind of reconnects you back into nature and the world. And how often do we look at the sky? Yeah. I go out every morning and I hear the owls and I, they're back now. And I just know that I just sit there, listen, if, if I'm not listening to your podcast, I'm, I pull the headphones out and I listen. I look at the trees, you know, I'm thinking, gosh, you know, it's just having that a presence and being in the moment. You yes. know, and I teach that to my kids. I just think it's so important these days to really just sit, like look in the sky. The, the thing that I, I totally agree, there's no rush. Right. There's no rush. You can take as much time as you want to look up. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you'll see some amazing things. You'll see things that you've never even noticed before. Mm-hmm. But just looking up is a simple thing that changes, I think, a lot of people's perspective on what we are. You, know, you think we're at the bottom of a pond, really, aren't we? Looking up into space and all the right. things that we're seeing, the cosmos up there. And when the stars come out, you think every star in the sky and every galaxy that there is. And it's just an amazingly wonderful place to be. And you're looking at it from our particular eyes and it's that familiarity see with past lives and with future lives i think there's so many familiarities that we have yeah everything is familiar things like the food we eat the clothes that we wear maybe the actual the sky the cloud the rain 
the, you know, the sun, they're all familiar to us. So why not join in with them? Why not tap back into that familiarity? It changes the way that you think about life totally. It slows you down and it allows you to breathe and it changes your anxiety and it just makes you into a, such a easygoing person because you just want to laugh and smile at everybody. Yes, Which, exactly. Yeah. And I come home from that, those, that hour of being outside and I, nothing could take me down. <laughs> you know? no, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. I, you know, I, can, I can understand anyone who wants to do that. And wherever I go in the world, and I've, you know, I've traveled a fair bit, I always like to look at the sky from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's just a, a privilege to be able to do that. Yes. We're coming to the end here, which I told you before I could <laughs> have maybe a part two soon. I know I've read your website, MindSight, M-Y-N-D-S-I-T-E dot org. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yep. And go on there and read. I read your blogs, even the moth oh. one just today about being blind. And, you know, that was so just... Oh, you like that? Yeah. That yeah, was that's so yeah, I love writing them. I've been writing little passages for the last, um, well, I think about 20 years now. A fresh one every day. So oh, wow. I never never repeat it. I always write a fresh one. And so it just depends what's going on in my life or in the world at the time or something I noticed. Because it's the, the recognition, isn't it, of noticing. Yes. That is such a nice thing to do. And I think that putting it into words... And where those words come from me or whether I channel them or the stream of consciousness, I don't, don't know, but it has an effect on people because it yeah. makes them stop to think yes. about things like the moth. Yeah, like just a moth, a blind moth. <laughs> a blind moth. We don't think of moths being blind, do we? No. Yeah. For some reason, we think of them having glasses or being able to see. And they can't. They just sense the, the light. Right. So it's it's just a uh, just a way of seeing things from a different perspective. And right. if you can put yourself into that moth's position, yes. then all your senses would be alive, wouldn't they? Because you'd just be relying on them. Right. Yeah. That's. I just love that, and I think that's because I love to look at things like like that with all yeah. my senses, you know, and yes. put yourself in that place. What's coming up for you? What does twenty twenty two look for Dominic? Oh gosh, there's there's quite a lot going on at this moment in time that I probably won't talk about just yet, but um, certainly travel. Hopefully, within the the way that this you know virus is hopefully being managed now, and we can actually all go about our lives and and go and visit people and go and talk to people and do that. I love to travel. Always love to travel. I think there's also things in the media that are coming up that. I'm going to be doing there'd be a new book which I'm going to be writing called Signs, which yeah. is also about the things that we miss. Yeah, things like the moth. You know, I'm always I've always got a book on the go, so I'm sort of currently writing that. Also, carry on with the Twisted Misunderstood podcast because we're now into 65 countries worldwide, wow. which is in you know. That's Actually, amazing. Mine was in 20 and I was excited. I just said, I'm in 20 countries. It's like a child, isn't it? We're, we're looking at it and I'm, I'm sort of counting up and looking at the people and the reactions. And it's lovely that you can have that. You come mm-hmm. on my podcast and talk about everything that you do, Ashley. It'd be lovely to, to have yeah, you on I'd the love Twisted and Misunderstood podcast uh, in the next few, you know, few months or so. That'd be really good. I, I love exchange. I think uh-huh. exchange works really well. And hopefully, you know, next year, all being well, be in America, talking to a few people now about things, and um, we'll see where that goes. 
Fun. I love it. And, you know, it is a, I think this podcast is, you know, we're at in the nineties now. I haven't missed a week and it's because I love it. And it's, I'm so passionate about it meeting you. I mean, just even what it drove me today, like waking up at when I open my eyes, I go, Oh, today, finally, Dominic. I know it's great. I just get so excited. No, that's what I love about things like this as well, because we can talk to people and that's how we grow. That's how we right. actually understand things. And yeah, it's an exciting world that we live in that we can do this. Mm-hmm. You think, you know, I mean, growing up, it wouldn't have been possible for me to talk to you. Right. We wouldn't have come anywhere near each other, would we? You oh. know, we would have been living totally separate lives. But nowadays we can live very much lives that are conjoined and we can share ideas and, and do things like this. I think it's a great world to live in. Oh, Fantastic place. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love sharing people. I love sharing your magic. <laughs> I love <laughs> well, showing, uncovering your magic. Well, I think it's nice to have the opportunity to talk about it and to share. But I think the most important thing we do is answer questions. Mm-hmm and answer them in a way where people have to think through the answers. So they're not gifted the answer. They have to work some of the ideas out for themselves, and they have to go and think for themselves because we're so used to everyone thinking for us. Right. And it's it's one of those things that I do with profiling. I will write a profile deliberately so people have to think about what the meanings are behind the profile. And that gets people really, really engaged with it. And right. I, I love that because the more we engage people, the more people like yourself, Ashley, who do podcasts and come and talk and share, the better the world is, isn't it? Because we all show that, as you say, 20, 21 countries today, 25 tomorrow. And before we know it, we're a global community. Mm-hmm. And we're all talking, you know, very similar language. Right. It's just a, it's just nice to be able to do that. And it's good to share in that level of understanding. Oh, so great. Yes. So if people want to get their aura read, which I highly recommend, how yeah. will they do that? Yeah, well, they can actually onto site if they want to go on there, which is my website, or they can come on to Aura Profiling at gmail.com, send me a just a little introductory email and I'll send them details of that. Or they can go onto mine site and read about people that have had their auras read and they can contact me direct from there. Or they can come on to the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast on Anchor and they can actually leave me a voicemail. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, it's you know it's all there, it's all free. You can just go in, tap on the, the voicemail tag, and you can record the message to me. Oh. Um, I'm open to any form of communication. And one of the things that I think is vital and so important people like us do is be available. Mm-hmm. And I always think that being available is such a big thing. So I really try and be available for people to talk to them if they're interested. In, just come and talk to me. I'm happy to answer any questions and show you what the benefits and also the ability is there, but it's there because. Yes. It's not just there. It's, it's not. It's something that can really, really help people understand themselves. And right. as you say, I had I've written a profile today for a newborn child, ah. which is something I love. I'm, I'm still waiting. I've done twins newborn in the past. I'd love to do that again because they have different auras. Yeah, and oh, to have two cool. two babies together born at the same time and have a look at their auras would be wonderful. So if anyone's got newborn twins. 
send me a picture. I'll be happy to look at the profile. Oh, that's so just even that just a gift to a newborn, a mother with a newborn to know that is yes. just beyond anything. Yeah, it's lovely because you can actually figure it and you can work a, a real nice sort of program towards that child's ability. Right. But yeah, you know, and I get pictures from people with um, boyfriends and girlfriends. They want to look at their boyfriend or their girlfriend. And I get people with the man and the wife. They want me to look at their husbands for them. I'm thinking, well, why do you want me to look at your husband? You should know your husband. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, newborn babies are lovely because they, they literally are brand new. But yeah. they're old. Yeah. They're old as well. They're, they're <laughs> very old energy, some of them. And you can look at them and go, this is a very old soul rather than looking at someone that's just been born, literally a few hours old. Huh. So so it's, it's nice to do that. And Presley's profile, which we didn't talk about, but you talked oh, yes. about her being an old soul. And that was, um, since I've been reading hers, since I got your reports, I look at her in a, in a just love to look at it in a different way. So amazing. Yeah, your daughters are totally different characters. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so close, but they're so different. Mm-hmm. And yes, it, so it different. was such a contrast in the different characters. I, I can't remember too much about what I wrote within the reports, but I can remember thinking I have to separate these <laughs> two energies because they are totally different characters. And I'm sure they complement each other, but I'm also sure that they both have their own abilities in their own ways. Yes. And, and you know, I didn't know. It's, it's Presley and Paige, isn't it? Yes. I have to <laughs> Presley was the younger one, uh-huh. too. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, she was totally unique. She's a real strong, again, strong character. But what she did show was the determination to have her own way yes. in, in, in every sense. So she knew what she wants and she knows how she wants it. But I think there's a, a real sort of humour side to her as well. Yes, quite, for sure. Quite, that was quite dry. And I think that was nice to, to see that in her aura because I'm sure that she has a real good laugh at a lot of things that go on without being too serious in life. I think that'll take her far. Yeah. But to, for you to remember that? From oh, that? yeah. That was, yeah, I mean, I have to I have to pull it back in. Wow. But it's something that is, is there. Each profile, once I start talking about the relationship to the colours, I can start to recall what has actually been written about that person. Huh. I can remember to a degree, you know, little bits and pieces. And if you were to say to me, Dominic, you said this this um, Presley had this color, I'd be able to tell you what that was. So <laughs> Presley had pumpkin orange in her outer, outer oh, aura. Oh, definite. Um, she's very definite about life, um, very definite about what she wants, where she wants to be, very strong-minded in the things that she would actually have. She could be very much to a point of not being selfish because she's not a selfish girl, but she could be self-focused on the things. And pumpkin orange is all about that real strong energy to get things done and to be confident enough just to do things without the worry. The anxiety comes underneath. It doesn't come on the surface. So mm-hmm. you see with her, she's very much trying to find her own way without copying anybody. She likes to be very unique. Yes, very. So true. And then what about American Violet? Oh, that's a mixture of all these um, all these colors that go around her. She could actually get upset 
or get very um, sometimes feel a bit isolated to, from time to time because it's a it's a blue and it's a red all, all mixed up together, and it can show that the emotions can sometimes boil over, and she could have little moments where she might be quite frustrated about life and then vocalise it very loudly in, in the way that she actually is. So American Violet is all about that sort of that deep sort of purple reddish sort of colour that is that fiery characteristic of a a person that really knows what she wants but doesn't always know quite how to go about getting it and if it's Hmm. not there she might find that a little bit harder and then pale yellow oh pale yellow is that drifting away that's music and that's performance it's that growth within her of that person that is ultra confident but also noticing her own activity, her own performance. It's very important to her, her appearance, the way that she feels, the way that she looks. Everything will be vital for her. Everything has to be in place. Yeah, she wouldn't leave anything out of place, but she'd also be musical and she'd also be very into that sort of side of life. So the confidence comes from the knowledge. And that girl has got a lot of knowledge already within herself. But the gold is a very much a developing gold. As she grows and gets older, that will darken. That will become straw. Then it will go into a much more creative gold. And that will be her creativity coming through. That will be where she follows. She won't. She'll be more creative in her own way. She'll find her own level. But it will be through music and probably through art. She's probably very artistic now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she loves interior design and she's a singer and she does acting and all that. That is often that case when people become a gold develop. I don't know how old she is, but I would say that she's probably early teenager growing as she grows, that gold will deepen and she'll become much more focused on one thing rather than trying to cover many bases. Okay. Oh, that makes I get that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so much fun, Dominic. I loved every single minute. Thank I've you. never gone this long on a podcast, but like I said, there's so many things to you. You're amazing. Oh, that's very kind. And I wouldn't be able to be doing what I do if I wasn't able to come and talk to people like you. So that makes you pretty amazing as well. So thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. You will be getting getting extra busy now. I just know all my listeners are going to be <laughs> well, calling you for aura readings. Well, people are always welcome because I'd much rather be inundated and people understand. They they don't mind waiting if it's um, when they get an aura reading, it really matters and they can keep it for their life and they can see exactly where they are. And it just makes such a difference to people. Yes. So so I don't mind. I don't mind being busy. I think it's it's being able to do it, which is the key when people come to you. And I always think that you talk to people the same, whether it's the first person you've talked to in the day or the 20th person, it's it's exactly the same. And that's the nice thing that we do because now the world is open. Now the lids are for a profiling, Ashley. I I don't think there's going to be a lot of peace now. Right. I love that. All right. Well, that's so nice to have you on, Dominic. I've loved meeting you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. 
Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.